Studios in the heart of the Harper Core in Hypercube Laboratories in Orlando, Florida. This is Dr. Fox, and it's time for time for the show. Oh boy, lucky you. <sighs> this is TFTS Relay 051120 broadcasting on the Hypercom Sub Ether Network. Join us, timefortheshow.com. Click the Discord button. Broadcasting live on freethinkradio.com. This is your weekly Hypercube update. Joining us in the satellite studio for the first time ever is Squeezy. He's greasy. He's full of 
of Magic Peasy. It's Reverend Peas. Say hi, Peas. Say hi, Peas. Oh man, I can I, I can see you. I can see Peas, but he it's can't. It's exciting. See me. I'd have it? to it's put on technology. clothes. You know, I got a problem this week. You? Yeah. What the happened? Peas. What happened? So I have um I have a dental issue. You know, I've talked about this before, but. I'm supposed to get a root canal right out of your neck. Tooth. Yeah, right out of my neck. But this one dentist I saw, and I like him because he's old dentist, he says, you know, the two teeth on either side of the one you can do the root canal, he says, they're fucked up too. He says, you're going to lose those. So it's a monetary thing because should, should I spend like another 1500 bucks on another crown or should I just spend $1,200, get them all pulled and get a whole upper plate venture? I'm wondering what people think. It's a difficult decision to give up on your body and I say, I say you Fuck go it. raw gum. That's what I say. You know, you're already in Las Vegas. Eventually, those buffets are going they're to have to open they're... up. All the tomato bisque, all the lobster bisque, all of the potato bisque, you can eat. And I mean, I like how, it, I like how my be... whole face sucks in when I smoke a cigarette without my teeth in. Look at you have your teeth out now? I got them out right now. Look at, see, here they are. Oh, Christ on a cracker. I can see that. This is good radio. That costs more than most people's car. I'll put it back in so the kids wouldn't be frightened. How many, uh, how many, uh, Jeeps worth of teeth is that, Peas? That is one-fifth of a Jeep. Of a quality Jeeps are expensive, Jeep. dude. Jeeps are I know, expensive. that's why I don't have one. I don't I don't really have anything to, to, to drive one around on. And uh, I don't really don't really have the money to spend on one. Yeah, they suck up the gas too. You would be served I picture you having one of those reclined bicycles that you transport everywhere. A recumbent. A recumbent, yeah. It's I see as being one of them guys. Well, sure it is. There's a, there's, I'm not criticizing. I just see you as being that guy with the helmet. You know, we all had one in school, like the seventh grade science teacher. Guy shows up, got the whole bike gear, the helmet, recumbent bike, sitting there on the side of the science class. Yeah. Maybe it's just me. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe just you. I, did, I spent maybe a lot of time inside the science class. Did you? Now, I figured you would like science and art classes, but probably not so much the math and the English classes. I, I always enjoyed English class. Did you? I speak English. I liked, I liked reading the books, but I didn't like writing or do... Alexia, so I was really well read, and I would read all of them. See, in this day and age, I could have got verbally tested, and I would have been probably gone to a great school. But in them days, you were just called a dumb shit. And uh, they expected you to go smoke cigarettes and pot by the back wall. Yeah, so they're gonna treat you like an equal. Yeah, so I went and smoked cigarettes and pot by the back wall. Then, if that's what you're expected of me, I want to be a good student, a handsome student. That's what you want to be. I, I want to fit in with the kid. Hello, fellow youths. I didn't fit in as much. Um, really? I, I, I had well, I I had my own posse. And from uh, from school, well, when I was when I GTP. was little, I did uh, you know, I went I went to like a private school. Ooh, 
So that meant I, I kind yeah, of had the get, same. I had the same group of friends from first grade through ninth grade. We all went to the same school together. Even and most of a and most of that group, we even went to a, another. We went to like a church for preschool and kindergarten. So I knew like the same group of people my entire childhood, but I didn't so, live so near any to, other kids. Was it a religious school? Yes, very religious. School. I too, I too went to a religious school for the formative years of my education. Uh, what? Uh, what like, religion? Not, not as not not as hardcore as you. You uh, like a the, Taoist the, the, school? The, the, the Catholics. The Catholics. I went to the Catholic school for who, a while. Who did you know that was Catholic? Oh my! My parents are, and all my whole family is Catholic. Oh man! And then you ended up on the yeah. subgenius wagon. Yeah. Yeah. My like, my family's full of Southern Baptists. Well, I'd be honest with you. My feelings are a little hurt because I feel like I was an handsome child. I was an attractive child, and uh, even though I wasn't an altar boy, I was around priests a lot. And none of them molested me, and I I could be sitting on like a big none of, yacht none of them or got all right Benny, now. Benny Hill around oh, and, and ran you around. I, I feel you know. I, listen, I, look here's a picture of me as a kid. That's a handsome kid. I believe going to Catholic that. school, okay? And you don't want some of that? What's the matter with you? Did you wear underwear underneath your altar boy garments? <laughs> Because that's a, funny a signal. Story. That's a I should signal, save you know. it. I should save it. I should save that you story. Should save for, that. Uh, yeah. Is it true or not? Yeah. Well, if you got some that stories, that'd be fun to do that's tonight. That's actually a horror. That's a horrible story. That's a horrible, horrible experience. So I'm not sure I want to share that with the group. But they might think it's a lie. Oh, but at the end, I have to fess up. At the end. What's true and what isn't. So then my shame would be revealed. Mm. That's difficult. Sunset, what what religion? Oh, you're vaping, dude. You're I, vaping like a pro. I, I got it down. <laughs> what what religion what, school did you go to? I, I went to Southern Baptist. Really? No, yeah. So we got you know we got the law. We didn't get the word. We got the law. Oh, that's the hardcore Jesus. That's a uh, yeah. That's the fighting Jesus right there. Is Southern Baptist yeah. Jesus? He didn't oh, give man. up. They're not fucking around with their Christianity. No, no, it's a it's a whole big group of uh, select individuals running that uh, specific interpretation. And look, uh, I got a gift. I got a gift today to Warren Peace. It's a replacement uh, rubber chicken because mine was broken. How'd you break your last rubber chicken? I, you know, it's been attached to my drum set, my drums, my drums for a long time because mm -hmm. it gave them a cool uh, rubber chicken vibe that you want to have when you play the drums. And uh, it just this neck just—I I don't know if it's the hot desert but heat. Doesn't the rubber chicken raised. already come with two drumsticks? But they, he, his head fell off, and just the whole body came out to play the drums. Um, and I'm like, why the fuck is? Chicken head sitting there, all deteriorated and broken. I was dis I was despondent. You should have washed him out. Added talcum powder. <laughs> oh, if that was only true. Use some warm, warm soap. What? Oh, don't. Now, how's Florida? I, now, my understanding of Florida is you guys have defeated the COVID nineteen virus and uh, left it marching towards the Yankee uh, North. It's what well, we're heading it out of here. You know, that's at least the illusion for it. Uh, you know, coming up. You know, as we've been doing uh, uh, further studies into uh, the COVID-19 uh, 
conspiracy. I'm, I'm not going to say pandemic because we can't really say that it's it's COVID-19 is is there. Uh, it's very possible through studies here at the Hypercube Observational Lounge and Study. Just we do science, sort of, on the top floor. Uh, well, you know, we've had we've had a bevy of near misses uh, from from spacecraft in just the past couple of months. So I guess we could go ahead and just signal into Cube News. Breaking across the globe, Cube News. So there were with your anchor, Argus Fox. We had a few months ago notes that what where, where, where do we have here here? So it was it was an asteroid, nineteen ninety eight. OR2 was uh, making a, a quick buzz by us just a few weeks ago. This was actually uh, the week that I uh, ended up taking off. At the limiter, 1998, that would be the year that we discovered that asteroid. Would that, that is not the be idea. Yes. Okay. Just and then it's coming the back. Just just as right. you know, these apocalyptic sure. revelations are coming around. Curiously enough, no one put 2020 down, at least nobody uh, cohesive enough, put it down as an end times year. We're actually a few years off from the next predicted end times, I think, at least by a Christian numerologist. But if I, indeed it is 2020. If know. it is. Obviously, this could is. be 1998, because it's coming right back to us. And we had uh, uh, the comet Atlas that was swinging through, and we were expecting to have it uh, visit close enough that we were able to see uh, I believe that they uh, what, what were we looking at that it was a chunk of Halley's Comet but as it got closer to Earth it started breaking up and started littering the area at the same time that the uh, how, how do you say it Pease you're an astronomical kind of guy is it is it the Perseids yeah, it, it, uh, the, that sounds that sounds like I would pronounce it. Yes, the the aquarids, the aquarids. No, it's the 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 presides, I think is is this time of year. But uh, no, I've I've got it here on the screen. It is the aquarids oh, active uh, from uh, April nineteenth to May twenty eighth. So we've already got a shower 50, 50, 50. from Halley's comet, mixing in with a large chunk of the former Halley's comet, sprinkling more of this matter down onto the earth. And you'll be able to see this in the sky for the next couple of weeks. But it's, I mean, it's very possible that, that COVID-19 has been dropped off. And this could oh, be a Oh, you're going with the old thing, yeah. That. Well, you know, the ancient peoples uh, many times would equate the appearance of a comet or some uh, astrological image from the skies that they did not expect uh, as a, a harbinger of doom. And then many times, coincidentally... There would be a plague or a giant death or a big war or it'd stop a war. So, you know, it's kind of a which came first, the chicken or the egg. Did the, the comet and the visible uh, flux and destruction of the heavens supposed, you know, uh, cause people to panic and not be as hygienic? Or do they correlate with some alien astronaut theorists would say that viruses come from the vaporized remnants of a comet or asteroid's tail. 
and that as the earth sweeps through these that is how these cosmic death clocks are infected onto our wonderful ecosystem well you also have to think about the ancient astronauts taught me that when they came down here did they leave and and the ancient astronauts have actually been here the entire time it's very possible See, here's, that, here's that the... they have actually been guiding us along this entire time. And it seems that just when we get to the point of destroying each other, they do interfere. Now, that isn't to say that it's that is benevolence or that it's a positive guiding thing, but maybe just uh, a ways to keep us alive and keep us around here. So that, that, that is a very good possibility. You know, with hypercube journeyman traveling techniques, you're able to access a lot of different things. Uh, parallel universes yeah, and adjacent not everybody, universes. Not everybody has the hypercube uh, traveling techniques that you speak of. People don't even know how to get the knowledge to learn those ancient technologies People that here. you and the hypercube laboratories provide for such a nominal fee that, that everyone doesn't do it is beyond the cognition of the mere P's mind. Look at this broken guitar pick. It looks like an inverse guitar pick. Yeah, well, either way. But still, it doesn't work very well. Any, this is great radio, right? Anything is a guitar pick if you callous it enough. Yeah, if you're brave enough, anything can be a guitar pick. But yeah... It, you know, Jesus was was an alien. What? That's easy. So what instrument do you think Jesus played in his band? Because, you know, 33-year-old carpenter hanging out with a bunch of guys. You know they had a band. That's probably how it started out. And hey, imagine man, being a be carpenter. Like he would have gotten tired of, you know, he, he probably would have head for a string instrument. I don't think beating things down okay. would have been all day. He wouldn't have been much you for the skins. think he's a guitarist? Maybe like a well, a ludist? like a ludist, Jesus yeah. on loot. What do you think Judas played? Drums. <laughs> yeah, because you think he's gonna be good backup. That's why he put so much faith in Judas, because he could keep time. Uh, that joke has levels. Well, Peter was on mastering. He had to yeah. get the acoustics in those clay rooms just right. I can see. Uh, Thomas working on his beats. Jesus, I got this mad beat. Can you whistle through your hand? Let's go put that up on the refrigerator. Yeah, you're very, you're very good. good very good idea, Thomas. We appreciate your input. Yes, you are all. Thomas, brother, why you Thomas. always doubt me, bitch? I'm telling you, we need to play this in C. Well, he was always ball riding on Jesus anyway. He was like, hey, let me stick my fingers in the holes in your hands, you know? Like, doubting yeah. Thomas, come on. Yeah, man, but the thing about it is what most people don't know about Thomas M is Thomas stuck Thomas. his fingers in anything's holes. It didn't have to just be Jesus. It was actually a problem. It was an obsession. They'd go down the street and Thomas is poking his fingers in people's holes. And it would piss people off. How There's many untold tales, untold, untold tales of the Bible. We should write that one. We day. should write the, the good Bible, told. the untold, the yeah. untailed tolds of the Bible. <laughs> That's really actually hard to say on radio. 
I wonder if you're allowed to. Everything's hard to say on radio because you have to try. Now, have you abandoned? Have you abandoned all your Southern Georgia's Baptist ways? Do you find any remnants of Baptist beliefs boggling your brain box? Well, it you know, it gets you it gets you out of like a couple of domestic abuse charges here and there. You just say, well, Jesus says. You know what the Bible said. Well, that's that's what I always got. The Bible says. You know what the Bible says. I'll tell you what the Bible says about this specific <laughs> Cops thing. Cops love that, by the way. The Bible. For our listening audience, and especially our Canadian friends, if you don't know, the quickest way to make friends with a police officer in North America is the minute you get pulled over is to start quoting the Bible to him. Oh, he will you- immediately be thrilled to have that discussion with you on the I side have, of the road, I have. and probably bring some enlightenment into his day. You have to have your your emergency kit in the back of your car, and uh, you know I've got a, a little cardboard box, a little first aid kit, a towel, and a Bible. I have a towel. If you ever have to pop your trunk open, just make sure to say, <gasps> "Oh, here, let me move that out of the way." No, and stop. always don't talk about it anymore. Top. We should charge for that knowledge. That should cost you five dollars to even know that. At this, you person, should have to. If you've heard people, this on the radio, you owe listen. us five dollars. You PayPal need to send Fox five dollars now. You could probably have a dead person under that Bible, and they wouldn't even see it. They'd be like, "Oh, it's open to Psalms." It's a good idea. And keep one. And at it's one point, I had idea. three Bibles in my in my car. Keep a little one in the dashboard. You know, move your move that. I secretly move think that sometimes in your pocket people put constitution. Keep a pocket constitution. Did you know that most of the people that have all those biblical bumper stickers on the back of it? I mean, like not one or two, but like the whole back of their Pinto is covered. Every spare space of it with some kind of Christian bumper sticker. Those are actually cartel killers that are smuggling cocaine or Jojo. Yeah, how many people across have you the border cut because off with that little Jesus fish stuck to the back of yeah. their? It's always them. They're always the worst. Drivers. I'm on my way to Tithe. They have a bumper sticker for like the local FM station that plays you know commercial commercial free but Christian music all day. How many, uh, you know, for a while here, you know, we went through, uh, the world went through a transition years ago. I think, what was it, 2008, and that was the digital transition. And uh, I had a... Digital I had a, age, if you will. I had a couple of these little tube TVs, uh, you know, pocket televisions and desktop TVs. Half with an antenna. tubes. And uh, you would, you know, you could pick up a couple OTA stations and then after the digital transition Over the air you couldn't you couldn't get those anymore and so I I you know I sadly I lost a bunch of them I had a couple of little black and white TVs with a receiver on the it TVs and they only yeah, showed I got them for like 20 or, or $30 they color specific they weren't race specific they were black TVs. and white TVs showed. that showed black or right. white images Sometimes the contrast up. It's crazy. (laughs) But we, uh, you know, it was a requirement. You know, the FCC had put out that you have to stop. You have to stop broadcasting. But I was able to pick up a couple of 
stations for a few more years after that. And out of the three that I could usually get, two of them would be church programming and just pumping it out. So complete disregard for the law, complete disregard for the standards set forth, and we're pirating television over the air possibly interfering with who knows what range of airport emergency signals we have to reserve the spectrum Remember that flight that flight from san diego went straight down the everglades could have been because of that we don't know probably because of that that's the easy way to go show me more doubt and then i'll move away from probably i'm not saying that i believe my- it i'm just saying that i will you see now I'm I'm seeing on my wall my homage to Dr. Fox and yet I look into your studio and I don't really I don't see a vestige or even a small framed 8x10 photograph of the peas in, in any really visible so you've got, area so, so you're happy that I made merchandise and sent it out and shared it and you're upset no, you that I don't it have me any of that's your merchandise. That's more special. I personally got that from you at X Day. Yeah, that's, I know. We, that's I, the you only might have gave that to me too. at the airport. That's the last one. Is it? Yeah, that's it. I don't have one. Right. And I've only got you one of one? those Dr. T-shirts left somewhere. But I don't have it. Well, I've got the P's clock over here. You can't really see it from this angle. But I've got the P's clock. That lets me know. I've got hey, the show. What about the clock the denotes you it's a peas clock? Because there's a sign that points to it. It says peas. And it points to yeah, the clock. Yeah, fair. Fair enough. So that's that's like my peas homage. But yeah, there was also the time for the show poster that I had up in here. But uh, I had to oh, take it down because I, I put I, up a shelf. But you've got that too. Yeah, this is great oh, looking around too. your your room in uh so this is this is where it happens huh peas this is where how about this, this is where i do the show magic me the stains on your show. chair that's what i want to see show me the stains on on the chair and the carpet immediately around you that's that's oh, what yeah, i want to do i'll do that i'm not scared i'm the only one good god man that is disgusting. It's like if a Krispy Kreme opened up in your bedroom and then shut down overnight because there was too much You're semen in the glaze. You're doing radio, aren't That's you? That's disgusting. I can't believe it that. It is. It is. You're right. You're barefoot. I'm a pig. I wear <laughs> shoes in my studio. I'm working. I got my, my shoes feet. on. My feet are as hard as horns, like Malgule's feet from the Jungle Book. Years of running with tigers in the desert has enabled me to have the feet of the sheep. Clo- cloven hooves? Are you kosher peas? I'm I'm pretty cool with Jewish people. I think they like me, as long as they don't come around on Saturday. All right. Well, speaking of Saturdays, sounds like it's about time for a break. 
We're going to listen to uh, one of my favorite songs, uh, 20th Century Man by the Kinks. And when we come back, we're going to crack open the P's O-Box. Stay tuned. You're listening to Time for the Show. Whether you like it or not. You're listening to Time for the Show, broadcast live on Freethink Radio. That was 20th Century Man by the Kinks. It's time to crack open my favorite segment of the show, the Peas O-Box, where Peas answers your personal questions in relations to health and sex and pregnancy and card games. Joining me today is Dr. Peas. How are you? I prefer the denominator, the Reverend, uh, just because I, I haven't really finished my doctorate in the uh, unknown sciences yet. All right. Well, we'll uh, so we'll still uh, plead. We'll ratchet nonetheless. R N R N P's. R N P's. R N P's. I like that. I think that's where this is going. R N P's. Somebody tweet that for me. All right. Let's see here. Embarrassing question about sex. Engaged and in love, but we only have sex one a week or twice a month. It has always been like this ever since we first met five years ago. For the first few years, I kept trying, buying toys, outfits, etc. He would say he's not in the mood and also always had a problem and cannot finish. We spoke about this numerous amount of times. He says he is too embarrassed to talk to a doctor, but still loves me, isn't cheating. He will go to the doctor one day. That didn't happen. I admit for the past year, like year, for now, I stopped dressing up and stopped asking for sex more than once a week. Lately though, I feel hurt by this. I guess I always have, but now that we are in quarantine, you would, we have more time, but I guess not. I keep thinking, why am I even on birth control pills at this point? What are we going to do in a few years when we try to have kids? How can we if he can't even finish? I don't know who I can talk to. Can anyone please give me advice? That's from Dixie Normus in uh, Rough and Ready, California. RNPs? Well, well, Dixie, at first I-, I thought you were the husband, but you're the wife. So this makes it a much easier conversation to have. There's a, a couple things that you, as eh, I've given this to all of my girlfriends and my wife, this really sound my advice. Video? You're gonna be you're gonna be constantly disappointed by sex with me. My advice to you is to learn how to masturbate effectively. So uh, I think that if you do that, you really won't give two shits about um, you know Uncle John there not finishing up. And as far as having kids, um, I don't know. Maybe dress up like a little sailor boy or something one time, or altar boy or something, and see if that doesn't dress mix things boy. up for you and I, give that, you a that, couple. I have a feeling that might do it. Just dress as a boy. And yeah. that'll, that'll at well, least Young help. Afghan boy. 
a young Afghan boy. That really will probably young turn boy the with tricks an Afghan. for you. Either way, I think is going to be very effective for you. But regardless of that, that's to have the children. That's so that you can get knocked up. But in the intel, in the in the immediate future, um, you want to have now kids. Now I I make sweet sperm. love to my wife, and I'm very pleased seven to eight times a week. However, out of I know how, from out her of how standpoint. Many times? Well, so you're, you're, you're too, pleased. I don't want to be too graphic. How many? How many times? But a week I know that if sex? I walk out of the if I walk out of the bedroom at two o'clock in the morning to use the restroom and the TV's on real low and I hear a humming noise, I just turn around and go back in my room because I feel that's an important outlet for her. I'm not giving it to her. So, uh, hey, who's got time for that? I'm 20, 30 seconds at best. I'm sleeping, man. That's and that's morning sucks. I really Only don't know what you're complaining about. Recently, how, how yeah. early in the morning? Like waking up sucks. How about you? You've been married a while. You do the night in the morning stuff. Night Where and you're getting morning? 30, 40 times a week. I mean, you're still making love at night. Well, I, we don't really have to. That's for the anymore. young. Making love at night is for the young. The young? Am I young? Yeah. Oh man, that's no. nice to for know. me. For me, I need that morning edge. My father told me I was you know, in the morning. Aged. You're testosterone. Did he? Yeah, he said. Well, you're middle aged now. And I'm like, no, uh, no, yeah, no. <laughs> no. I'm still young. I'm spry. I'm Doctor Pretty Boy. I'll be. I'll be. Oh. I'll be looking good forever. I haven't shaved my head since the be, uh, beginning of the pandemic, and this is all I've got, so I'm pretty sure I'm either gonna end up looking like every YouTuber, or, yeah, I just gotta... I yeah. think that you're more handsome without hair, dude. Hair where? Not specifically, but you know, I, I prefer I can, shaved I can up. shave all the way down. I used to do that. Did you hear about did you hear about poor Buddy? Buddy? Are yeah. we gonna have a like a downer moment? Because I know Buddy got well, he, didn't he get bit by a rattlesnake. By a rattlesnake and had to shave his whole face and and I know how he feels because when I shave my balls, they really itch like the next day. You get that chapping. super fucking bad. I get like bat wings, the scrotum is stuck to the side of my thighs sometimes. Have you ever It's awful. I matter of fact. I stopped shaving up because of that. Have Have you ever gotten like dry balls and ended up like having to peel skin off of your balls? Have you gotten that before? Not the ball area, but other sensitive areas. I but I attributed like to the desert dryness of my scrotum because I was Send whatever it. whatever Send I was Alexander. doing at a young age. I was using the wrong stuff. Well, we know what we know what I was doing, but uh, rubber cement. Uh, basically, yeah. He's in uh, rubber I, cement. I don't, I don't know what really did it, but uh, rubber but cement. They, they dried out. They got really irritated, and then uh, just <laughs> this, it was like peeling a sunburn, and I, I was able to pull like large chunks of it off and and preserve most of it. It kind of sat up because it was all crispy and hard, looked like a Krispy Kreme donut Pre preserve blazing it with no donut in the middle. And so it was just this little uh, 
little crunchy thing of my scrot, little scrot cast. But uh, if I either didn't wad it up and throw it away or something like that, but I had that happen two or three times. And then I then really? I started using my allowance to buy lotions instead of like antibacterial. Did soaps. you ever at any point did you start to get a little worried worried and think that maybe you'd have to engage some kind of parental discussion? Hey, is it normal for all the skin to fall off your scrotum? Well, I or I did you some, just like live in shame? Did you, did you question like, getting medical aid? I got a well, I. I treated the area with like an antifungal spray for jock itch. What was it? Crew X. I used Crew X in the area, and uh, that kept the, it kept the area nice and cool. Not like icy hot though. When you when you dip your balls in icy hot, that is that is like the relief that you look for. This is just that just that fingers up the back of your spine it's the most relaxing but it's super expensive because you end up using like the whole jar because you have to insulate but uh yeah that's that that's it's funny that's about it's it funny that's, that you that's would talk about something like this you're listening to this on scrotcast I, I wonder i just wonder i wonder i i wonder if you'd have had a product available to you at that time that could have helped you out. But folks, what I mean by this is when you wake up in the morning, does your body resonate with the putrid stench of dry goods and greasy, naturally occurring oils that leave sopping puddles of filth on your pillow and mattress? Then you may be one of a small group of people living with the condition known as stank ass and or balls. Stank ass and or balls affects lives every day and without proper treatment can result in lingering odor and musks trailing behind individuals living with strength stank ass slash or balls. Finally, finally, science comes through. Finally, there's a solution. Introducing Triology Soaps, an over-the-counter remedy for stank ass. By mixing triology soap with water and applying it to the body, laboratory tests have shown that this can reduce the body's own tolerance for stank ass. Unlike other soaps that just mask odors, triology soap's glycerin-based slack-infused technology fights stank ass slash balls at its core. Triology soaps is also shown to be effective at fighting off other organisms living on the body. And when combined with everyday, open quote, hand washing, close quote, can be utilized to combat viruses like COVID-19, E. coli, and Batman fingers. Triology soap also makes for a good personal lubricant and be patented you can rest assured your extra time in the bathroom doesn't just leave you feeling relieved, but also refreshed. If you would like to learn more and try Triology Soaps, visit TriologySoaps.com today. The only soups, soaps and soups approved by the Church of the Subgenius and appreciated by Yetis and normals across the world. TriologySoaps.com Use the coupon code COVID-19 for a 19% discount off all bar soaps. Offer valid to 19% of all of our bar soaps while supplies last.
discount will be calculated at the checkout. So don't worry about it if you don't see it at first, at first folks. The code's valid until May 31st. That's like months away! It can be applied for all products under Dobbs Bar, Tree Fitty Bars, or Triology Soaps. Even if you don't use our soaps, please wash your hands frequently. Now, I don't know why the fine folks at Triology Soap saw fit to say that, because my attitude is, if you won't wash your hands with Triology Soap, I don't give a shit if you wash your hands at all. I personally hadn't washed my hands for seven years until we started sponsoring TriologySoaps.com, and now I gotta say it's been 20 days, but I could probably go with another round of it. TriologySoaps.com, brought to you by Time for the Show. Well, it's kind of the other way around because they sponsor us. I know. It's, it's that radio. last we can part fix at the bottom—that's the—that's the speed read. That's where you have to do. That's the disclaimer that you have to get in at the end of the uh, commercial. You want to try that? The discount will be even if you don't use our out. soaps. Please use our hands thoroughly. Yeah, throw that in. But like the little chunk above that discount will be kept. Ch- uh, oh man, now I can't even do it. Okay, here we go. All right. Discount will be calculated. Checkout code is valid until May 31st, 2020 and can be applied in all products under Dobbs Bar. Trid 50 bars or Triology Soaps. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Next time, do it into the microphone. <laughs> okay, I'll do it again. Discount will be calculated. Checkout code is valid until May 31st, 2020 and can be applied to all products under Dobbs Bar, Trid 50 bars, or Triology Soaps. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. Good, uh, good, good, uh, commercial piece. Alright, we'll kill that. Alright. I hope the kids like it. We have one more. We do have one more Piso box. Alright, let's see, Piso, okay, if you can help. Alright. Do you think my last advice was good? Masturbation? I think that's that a good, be good advice for everybody. Right? Yeah, just, uh, you know, don't right. worry about... Fi- You'll never be satisfied. You'll never be satisfied. No ever. one, No one out ever. there knows or will ever be able to learn, despite any amount of attempts, maybe how the robot, to please Maybe you. the robot sex dolls will be better. Well, it's because you can hide your shame with them. No one has to know what they had to right. whisper it's into just your machine. ears, you know? Like yeah. the toaster, they're gonna, gonna update tell you it all to Apple, and then you're gonna get a bunch of personalized ads as giant waving robo dongs slap you in the face. Speaking of dongs, it's not like when well, you get your bigger out of the toaster, it's gonna go. I had my fingers up here. I got a 5G for you. Does six inches is short? My penis length is six inches, and I'm a white man. My white and black friends all told me that they have eight to nine inches. One time, I go to prostitute with an Asian friend to do threesome in Thailand, and he told me he has seven inches one. I tried to measure it that time, and he was just a tiny bigger longer. I was really sad. I thought Asian three inches at best. I want to ask what is the real length that guy have out there? Does six is short? And that's from uh, Woody Held in Burden Hand, Pennsylvania. a real town. <laughs> I'm sure that it is. I would expect so that. So is rough and ready. Well, here's yet. the thing. Um, 
Asian guys have for a long time perpetuated the belief that they have very small penises in order to kind of make the rest of us kind of like not feel threatened when they're around our women. But the reality is the Asian man is uh, hung like a pony. And he, uh, he has played this wily game against us with his Eastern wiles for many a year. And that's why you're never, you're never really threatened uh, by your Asian friend when he's around your girlfriend or wife. You know, it's always like, uh, I'm not sure I want this Italian guy around. But, oh, no, the Hop Singh can stay. But the reality is that's, that's Hop Singh has done that on purpose. He's done an entire for generations. Even when they were out here building the railroads, they would perpetuate the myth uh, by only going to their own prostitutes. So when white guys would go to the Asian prostitutes, they'd be like, oh, you're so big. But they did that to because to, to, the, the other guys are like, hey, when the white guys come in here, tell them they're super big. So they'll think that we're small because another couple hundred years we're gonna bang their chicks, and they were like, "Okay, very nice." And so that's what that's what they did. And so I think that you'll be fine. Um, the average uh, white penis is, uh, I want to say, based on my own measurements and scientific surveys, it's about three and a half inches long. Uh, it sounds like it should be more. I think you should be more concerned with girth and maybe, uh, you know, bring bring some, like, flesh-colored tape and maybe a, uh, you know those those pool tubes that you have fun with in the pool? You cut one of the ends off of those that's about three inches, you know, long. Put it over, put your penis in the middle, and then wrap it with some of that flesh or an ace bandage. So... Then you'll have girth because it's my understanding girth is what the ladies are looking for. So you could set a whole new trend for girthness and, uh, you know, turn the lights down. You know, tell her you're shy, you're religious or whatever. And uh, and go for it, dude. I think you'll be satisfied. That's my advice. Yeah, I think that should help. Just hide. That's what, that's what I would do. Just like the, the, like, the, like the previous, you'll always be inadequate, and others will never please you. I think, yeah, masturbation is the key to... Uh, it's not... You know, if you want to be hardcore, put sanity. your penis in a fleshlight, a flesh-colored fleshlight, and then pretend that's your penis. And just strap that on. Because those are kind of girthy. Yeah. Or just get a flashlight. Get a mag light. Just swing your mag light around. Turn them lights keep real the, down keep low. The de- keep Warm it between your hands first so it feels warm. It keeps you safe at night. I am like a machine. Did you hear about that satellite that fell out of space today? I don't understand something about space. In the olden days, they told us if you traveled to space because of solar radiation, you would most likely die from the from the trip because there's no way a ship no, using chemical rocketry that we have now can carry enough shielding to protect you from a solar flare or, you know, quote unquote storm. But yeah, here we are in space all the time and they're not coming down with like three eyes or, you know, mutantating into some kind of monster or anything like that. So how is that possible? 
Well, it's 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 not. Yeah. You know, they they're faking it. Like they said, Tom Cruise is going to go to space. Tom Cruise isn't going to go to space. If if we had a fund a funding in space, no amount of money would convince anybody at the space agency to allow some wild card like Tom Cruise to carry a copy of Dianetics up to a space station. You know what I'm saying? We don't need that. That's all they want to do. That's all anybody wants to did get ever, to space for. Did you ever read that take, book? To, to just as a lark, did you ever read that book? Uh, I haven't read all of it. I've, I just like the first chapter or two. And and just having so many, so many preconceived notions about it, it was kind of difficult to just go through with it. I should. But uh, any time that I've actually started on Dianetics, I in turn go over to the Bible. And that's why I usually yeah. have a couple my problem, of My problem here. with reading that book is I'm scared that they'll get me. That's how they get you. That Well, yeah, you start agreeing. It's like that foundation that book by Anne Rand. Totally normal, smart people read that book, and all of a sudden they I've become fucking Nazis. every subgenius book that I, that I can muster stacked right here on my desk. If I ever have oh, to... Oh, let's see. Hope something. Well, you got all three? You got the three. Twisted Tales of Fate? Yeah, let's see. I've got... Uh, Two copies of the Book of the Subgenius, High Weirdness by Mail, Three Fisted Tales of Bob, the Bobbiographon, a Revelation X down there, and uh, I actually have. See, I don't a, have. I don't have High Weirdness by Mail. I have a uh, that's the one I would comics. really like to have. This is. This I don't is have either one of those. I, I don't have High Weirdness by Mail, and I don't have uh, Bob's Comics. But I do have all the others. Bob's Comics is the good one. Is it? Three-Fisted Tales of... That's the novel. That's the Church of the yeah, Subgenius yeah, yeah. novel. And then... And that's uh, where they suck where... everybody to think it's going to be another Burroughs book, and he writes, like, three paragraphs in it. But I uh, I don't... Oh, it's it's over there on the record player, but I have a copy of Neighbor World by Lonesome Cowboy Dave, too. Which I've Did started, you enjoy that? I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't finished that. it. I haven't finished it. I'm a slow reader. Reading is hard, and I've been playing a lot of Minecraft recently. Well, you know, Stang, Stang is such a huge fan of Lonesome Cowboy Dave, and, and I love listening to Lonesome Cowboy Dave on the radio, um, but I, I, you know, I, I hope that it's, I'm, I'm, sure it's a, I'm sure it's a great book, but I haven't read it yet. I should, I should buy it. I should buy it. The way Stang puts it is, Dave, he, write, he wrote it like the way he talks. And, right. and I think that's a problem, though. If you don't know how Dave talks, that might throw it off a little bit. Yeah, it might. Well, I don't know. You still, I. It's it's accessible. It's accessible. It's kind of cyberpunky, you know. It's fun so far, but uh, it's got a. It, it it's got a lot of. Is it going to be your summer read? Do you have like an Oprah list of summer reads that you're? I've been do? going through movies, and uh, I actually caught up today oh. with a movie review on a movie I watched a few months ago. Now, so I have a review. That oh, you should share it with up. us. I was going to review the movie for us on the show. I can do that in like uh, the second hour. I, I right. yeah, That's I've exciting. got that right here. Oh, it's a teaser. Oh, he just boy. teased it. And we got through that. Uh, and uh, uh, you have any? Uh, What, 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 what is it? Did, you, did you have some stories for tonight? You know, you could say that I always come up with something, but no, I haven't put any 
thought into like Ooh. this brief story. See, the problem is, is I feel like I have such a Pease-esque persona that people go, oh yeah, Pease did that. No matter how outlandish it is, they're, oh yeah, Pease did that. And so my it. lie has to be like super outlandish, and that's that's where the challenge is. You have to have you have Plus to come inherently up with honest stories person. that are equally as unbelievable as you know, my life. Has that's been, the so. idea, isn't it? Isn't it? And so that it should be fun. So that's your show. You know what? I can homework. do it. I can do it. I got a couple stories. I got a couple stories. All right. Well, we'll do it when we come back from the break. So we'll do uh, we'll do a little truth ache. We'll uh, have a we'll have a musical interlude. We'll come back. We'll do the Patreon shoutouts. That's the fun part. We'll do some truth ache. We got a movie review, and if we have time, I don't know. We can crank through some proving grounds. You're listening to Time for the Show on Freethink Radio. Stay tuned, won't you? Dear friend, this is 20th Century Man. Bye. It's too late to stop listening now. What's the name of the band? The Kinks. Is it? They invented punk rock. Yeah, they invented punk rock, just so you know. Who owns punk rock? Probably like Sony. Who owns it? Who oh, owns Sony definitely owns the rights Sony, to punk. Yeah, Sony yeah. owns punk rock. The Japanese. Yeah. They got in it. They do like a, a mutated version of punk rock. All right. Well, here's my favorite punk rock song, 20th Century Man by the Kinks. It's not a big truck. The internet. The internet is not a big truck. The internet is not a big truck. The internet is not something that you just dump something. The internet is not. The internet is not a big truck. The internet. You're listening to Time for the Show, a production of Hypercube Labs. Visit hypercubego.com for more information. These are Patreon supporters in no particular order. Dr. Cosmac, Dr. Trench, Reverend Codeine, Scalpod, Reverend Kalslock, Apostasy X Hanord, Collar 23, Hazel of the Windmills, YB Dobbs, Martha Arthur, Reverend Reverend Richard Negative, Agent Lloyd, Long Dead, Reverend 80, Reverend Gimo, Reverend Jitney Vercour, Vanessa, Guru Drew, and Katana 007. To support time for the show, visit patreon.com slash hypercube and check out freethinkradio.com host to a bunch of other shows live and mixed throughout the week freethinkradio.com it's time for the show man the freethinkradio.com is going out of control these days don't you think it's blowing up you know the other day i i, I had oh! taken over a saturday night and just kind of and did some djing and they were like, hey, there's a show at 8. And so uh, I, I I don't even know all the shows that are on there. It, it would take too much time to go. Yeah. All the shows are good. Listen to all the shows. Freethinkradio.com. It's, it's like it's like poor Doc Ellis because I feel like subgeniuses have taken all these slots. I, I He must be excited about it, though. He must well, be excited. I was, I was looking at throwing a couple of the Patreon bucks into some of these digital billboards around Orlando. And uh, you don't really, you, it's, it, they're like eight second blips, but you can set a daily budget as low as like $1. And uh, 
And uh, so you'll get like a couple of blips on a billboard. And really what I was thinking of, I would like to go out and just get pictures of something like that on the billboard and then post that on social media. It's worth a dollar alone if you can get the picture like that. Uh, so they would have to provide you a picture, wouldn't they, to prove that it happened? To, uh, you know, I don't know. Probably not. I mean, um, they. It it seems to be like a when I used to buy radio process. spots. When I used to buy radio spots, they'd always give me the spot, so I would know. Or if I did a TV commercial, well, I'd I, get a copy I'm of it. I'm very so I, interested in their uh, security that they have. Because I would imagine that something that controls <laughs> maybe they just give you a log on and password video video billboards is yeah yeah like they just send you hey here's admin one password capital P uh, <laughs> one exclamation point that one need a number and a character done I feel like this shirt's making me look fat maybe my cameras don't aim at don't aim at your fat. Go. You have to do like the Instagram girls do. You have this to is, top down. Show show a little cleave. Have you? You know what I'm saying? Have a you? Top beaver. Have you? Uh, shirt beaves. Oh, I do look better that way. Shirt you beavers. do look better that way. Yeah. Hey, now have you gained out. any weight during this pandemic um, hyperbole crisis that we may or may not be having? I've been depending going on how you down. look at it. I go. I I escape to the surface levels, and uh, uh, you know I do. I'll go to the parks, and I've I've walked. A, couple of circles uh we've uh i haven't gone in over a week though uh it's it's been very hot out and we uh the, so i got fat like butter man so i gotta get out there but uh we we've walked a couple of miles during this but not not enough so it's been up and down but uh yeah I'm, i've been sitting down a lot and i've been eating a lot of meals at my computer sitting here oh, it's not good for you she eat together like a family we do that. Like Jimmy Stewart sit, says to we do. We sit on the couch and watch TV together. That well, that's, just, that's that, the 21st that, century equivalent. Yeah, we're going back like those Greco-Roman times, all lounge as we eat. It's better for you to lay as you eat. Helps I'm going to my favorite, my favorite uh, Asian restaurant Friday because it just reopened up. You're going to go out to eat now that everyone... Yeah. Just, so how is that going to work? You're going to go get... A, what kind of... What kind of Asian? Well, it's a unique kind of place. See, I'm a big sushi. I like sushi, right? But I don't like the nigiri kind where you get like sashimi on a little ball of rice. I think that little ball of rice is how they screw you. So this place, it's an all-you-can-eat place, but if you spend extra money, they'll just bring you sashimi and different Ponzi sauces with no little rice ball. So you get like bluefin and red snapper, and it's just a little tiny piece of fish. Hey, with no rice. And so I go in there. I load it up like a king. And it's fun because you bring me more stuff, you know. And uh, and they got to bring it to you because you paid your 30 bucks. 30 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. familiar. We've got, we have something like that close to high. It's fish in the desert, dude. It's expensive. It's, uh, we got a, it was a Korean barbecue place. And they yeah. do, uh. They do the the grills on the tables, so you you know you cook your own food. Oh. And I've uh, I would think I've, that's a liability. Well, I've had I I like to cook for people. 
you know, and I've I've had yeah. dinner you parties do. and stuff like that, and I like going there because cook. it allows me to I can cook and I don't have to prep any meat or anything like this. Like, yeah, they bring it to you. And it's all you done have, for you. You have to cook it. What's the point of that? And it's like you get it exactly how you want it. You know, the only person that's going to fuck know. it I up. See the, is, I see the fun you. in that. So uh, that's that. There's a novelty to that that I would. Enjoy. So uh, we went there. We went there a few years ago, and I didn't like it at all and uh we went back and uh we kind of we learned we had learned how to do it better and we uh we we tore it up and yeah we got i don't know maybe 12 or 15 rounds of sushi but uh the only (laughs) thing they had with with eel on it was a deep fried roll and i guess because the the eel was going to be cooked anyway they just deep fried that one i'm like well can i just get the eel and they're like no and i'm like that's bullshit that's bullshit yeah but uh, that's because the rolls is how they fuck you in those kind of situations. And here's a here's a little yeah, known not, fact that people don't know. It's not a free for all. Argus like Fox. Corral. Yeah, Argus Fox taught me that you can put a hamburger in between two French curdlers as as your bun, and you would think, oh, that's gross. It is delicious. Argus Key Fox also taught me the secret to delicious. Uh, fucking hamburgers. I can't swore me to secrecy, but once you start doing that secret, your burgers really get, they transcend to a new level. And it, it turns out, correct me if I'm wrong, but it turns out you had developed that with a, a food truck enterprise that you had worked on at one time or something. Isn't that not, is that not correct? Is that, do I have the story correct? Sir? Briefly, I ran a food truck. It was called Mondo Burger there you go. for about six months. And then I had a choice. I could basically go to, go to trade school for free or I could run a food truck and take out a loan for $30,000. And I took trade school and I, I fucked up. I totally fucked up. I should have kept the truck. Should have kept the truck. Because trucks are big now. Trucks are big now. Well, as I do something like this, and I I have to get better at doing the show and and things like that. I now, I have to I have to get jobs, and uh, I I have stuff that fills in the gaps. And several times I have really reconsidered going back out and doing food. One thing one thing that's super accessible is hot dogs. And I, it looks with like, you know, an investment of like three to four thousand dollars and waiting about nine to get the tow behind your cart. You get get that little cart that you can tow behind you. Yeah. You could, you can put a tow on any car and, uh, you know, there's some registration. You have to draw a schematic. You have to draw on a piece of paper and draw like a blueprint of your cart and submit it. And then someone has to meet you. You have to have a place to dump your hot dog water. You don't have to dump it there. You just need to have a piece of paper that says that you're that you are dumping uh, there. Traditionally, I dump it at uh, Bob's house across the street because he's a dick. Exactly, but the city, even if they it's a know, city that, wants to know if case this, Bob yeah. calls up. Yeah, exactly. Bob gave me well, permission. Bob, it says hear. clearly right here. This is where he disposes of his hot dog water. There's not much you can do. He has a permit. And Bob. Uh, yeah, that seems that seems great to me. I'd be mom. fine with that, but it's a, it'd be tedious. <gasps> did you, know, you hear? To go out every day and sell hot dogs. So, did you hear that Rudy Schwartz is getting a new band together? And because I don't play any instruments, I'm going to be the contrabassoonist. Because you play any instruments, correct? 
Yes, I, I auditioned first by telling him, hey, I'm a bass player that lives in Las Vegas and I can give a unique and uh, different excuse for why I don't make practice uh, ever. And he said, well, that's good, but they already had a guy that didn't know how to play the bass in the band. So that I said, well, I also don't play drums. And that intrigued him, and it went on to where I discussed, hey, I'm really, as uh, someone who doesn't play any instrument, I'm willing to not play any instrument that you might not need in your band. And so he was gracious enough to make me the person who's not playing the contrabassoon in his new band. So it's a pretty good gig, and I'm excited about it. He should be not hearing me on some of his new uh, albums that he's been sure to release pretty soon. Exciting times. We'll finally be able to do like Thank a mixtape. The yep. big hypercube mixtape. <laughs> My parts are just blank. Here's P solo. You just hear the hiss of the tape. What do you call a bass player that shows up on time? <laughs> a guitarist. A guitarist. Oh, man. Do you read that? That's mine. That was my joke. No, I just I been in a band and uh, <laughs> played a lot, but the guitarist was always there. That's good. The guitarist is always there. I'm usually meeting at his place. Now, we usually practiced at the drummer's house because we don't want to wait for him to drag all the shit in Jesus and set God, it up and then yeah. fucking tune it and fucking fuck with it. It's like, if it's at your house, dude, it should be exactly like how you fucking like it. And you should be set up to make noise. Yep. You should be set yep. up to make noise. Your neighbors noise. ought to be used to it by now. Let's see where we at. It's funny. It doesn't matter. The The dynamics of a band oh. are the same regardless of where it's birthed in the country. As a non-multi-instrumist, I find that the, the more instruments I don't play, the better of a non-musician I actually become. Yeah, I, I, I've picked up a bass guitar. <laughs> I can, I can pluck, a, I can pluck in time. What I'm plucking, I don't know, but I got, t I got rhythm. I can hold that. I down. made noise with, I made noise with Cosmic. Cosmic's commanders. Sweet, Theremin, sweet noise. So you know. Is Where it, is yeah. Cosmac these days? I'm concerned for him. Cosmac has been joining us in uh, Hypercube World Land, our uh, exclusive Hypercube Minecraft server, available on virtual really? internets and computers. Uh, along with now, is that other related Discordia to being a Patreon member, or is that a super secret, exclusive uh, production staff only kind no, of domain? No, no, it is. It is open. Uh, the way to join is to come to uh, our Discord and go to the GameCube and uh, and ask the to be... The GameCube? Yeah, and uh, grab your grab your gay code and uh, you'll put that into your GameCube and you can access us on Minecraft. That's how, it, that's how that works. Now, you know, Dr. In, Fox, a lot of our dear listeners... He's in SlackTube a lot, too. Have you checked out SlackTube, please? Uh, it's too many platforms for me up to one. So, now, Dr. Fox, I have a question for you, and it's, I'm curious. Did you have any plans during this COVID uh, hybrid uh, pandemic slash conspiracy that now are canceled? Maybe group outings like going to the Rainbow Gathering or something like that that you're not going to do now? Are you disappointed that your plans for summer may not fruit fruitate? 
Well, I I had some I had some ideas and you know I had like duties that I was gonna ignore and uh, tasks that I was going to have to uh, you know procrastinate towards. And uh, I think I'm just gonna have to postpone that for now. I think everything's on hold. So basically, I'm I'm doing my best at maintaining is doing as m little to possible all the time. What's your advice to our listening audience on how they can help themselves through this trying time? Unless they're in Canada, which I guess everything's fine there. Go to Party City, get a black light, and swallow it. You can kill the huh. virus from the inside out, and you'll look great at all of these parties that everyone's throwing. Make sure to go out. If Remember, if times are hard, just remember to go out where other people are. Uh, you know, don't wear a mask because you want people to see that you're smiling. When you smile, other people smile. So don't wear a mask because you need people to see that you're smiling. Be aggressive with your posturing. You know, I keep your shoulders up and forward and kind of lumber everywhere, but keep smiling. Keep smiling and just lumber about. And make sure to stand very close to other people, especially the elderly and the disabled. Let them know you're there. Let them know you're supporting them. Get really close to them and, you know, find somebody that's dependent on, you know... Oxygen. So Someone, someone that really likes to breathe. And make friends with them. If you see them. somebody with a tank, you know, sit down go and up and listen give them to a their hug. story. Listen to their story, and then tell them yours right in their face. And that will make you feel better. Take the mask off. Buy things. You uh, buy. You can purchase items. You can go and spend money. You can go to hypercubego.com and get your 3D printed hypercubes or a sticker pack. You can get a sticker pack. The low low price of nine like ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's one of the mini cubes though. The new ones are like yep. five times bigger. Got it got it at an X day. If I, if it's you could measure shit. it, you could measure it. But you can't measure it. There's no comprehension of it. But it's about the size of a VHS tape, curiously. There's about six thousand dollars worth of pins on that stupid fez. $6,000 worth of whose money? Disney pins. I bought those with Disney dollars, so it was an investment. An investment. I'll be fine. So you're, yeah, you're, yeah. The, the apocalypse will treat you well. I imagine that that's really... When I get it. old, I'll take the most valuable pens off my Fez, and I'll sell them on Craigslist for big bucks. They'll need to melt them Because they're highly collectible. Hey, Disney, Disney couldn't tell you they're highly collectible if they weren't. What makes something collectible? If you're willing to part with like 15 bucks for a pen. Sacrificing money, that's that's a collectible. Yep. Giving in. Since time since time began. I will give you six of these clams for a go at your wife. Is that really where that's it goes down? At is. like at like timeshares at well, Disney resorts as in the pen traders clubs? <laughs> Are you a pin I trader? If they had time shares. I wonder if they had timeshares in caveman days where they try to talk. Have you ever gone back to the homeland in Africa? We have these great huts 
And think about it. If you had to buy your own hut every time you wanted to vacation back in Africa, you would think of the money you would spend on that for a very economical eight clams a month. We will allow you to live in Africa for two weeks in this wonderful lion-free hut resort. And I bet you a lot of Neanderthals were like, this seems like it's not so much as a purchase as it is an investment in my future. And I think a lot of them fell for it. And that's probably why uh, Cro-Magnon was able to take over from the Neanderthals. The Cro-Magnons were the salesmen, you see. And the Neanderthals were the targets. And so you would go the for marks. a bison hunt and then say, hey, do you want to have a $300 gift certificate for bison hunting? And you'd be like, yeah, well, just come to the fire and hear our little presentation about timeshares in Africa. And oh, it sounds like, you know, I just don't just go for the, the bison hunt. They had to be and, and you get sucked in. The next thing you know, you've got a timeshare in Africa that you went to once, spent 45,000 clams on. It's a lot of clams. Whole clams? It is, you especially if you're a Neanderthal. If you get one and clam, clams is are that super two clam rare points? Or is this, you need all, how, how do you determine that? It's like bit clams. Well, you know, Dr. Fox, Tell me more I don't about know. Bit clams. I don't know all the ins and outs of prehistoric monetary uh, timeshare contract contractual law but I would assume it's not much different than it is today Fred, Fred Flintstone invested in BitClan BitClan <laughs> each individual piece of the clan is numerically numbered it's impossible to it's decide a dinosaur just trapped inside of a cage just cra crashing it's nailed listen, down on do rocks you think, and they like, count the patterns I, out Somebody wrote a book once uh, no. about, like, dinosaurs were so far in the past that they could have had a huge technologically, biological, you know, bioscience advancement that because of the millions of years that have passed since their civilization was destroyed, there would be no record, archaeological record of it whatsoever. But ancient archaeologists surmise that perhaps dinosaurs had an even more advanced culture and even more technologically advanced than we ourselves are at this moment in time in the COVID-19 crisis. Yeah, well, if they're, so, gr if they're so great, why are, they, why are they dead? I'm trying to remember who wrote that book. They were I want to say Harry Harrison, but I'm sure it wasn't. But he, had, he wrote three books about it, and the dinosaurs actually closed they, they, the asteroid did not hit the Earth, so their civilization continued on until the manifestation of man. And, of course, we, we using the power of fire, destroyed them. That's a good story, It's pretty good. Speaking it's of a pretty stories... Show me what you got. Oh, it's time for okay. my favorite part of the show. Truthache. I just want to say, Go ahead. episode six of Rick and Morty was really shitty. Go ahead. And I would do the true thing. I think Which it got one story. was episode six? I know you like Rick and Morty. I, you only pretend to not like them on well, the Well, which air. one was episode six? Of which season? Of this last season. I thought I had been cheated, but it turns out they... Because uh, they're making a shitty um, Fat Fairy cartoon that uh, totally excluded Paul Malverides. 
uh, uh, the and some other stupid cartoon that they couldn't do their one cartoon that they're making money on. You know, they, they couldn't focus on that. They had to make these other two pieces of shit. Gotcha. Okay. So, Peas, tell me a story. Okay, so I got two stories. One is from um, Young Peas. Well, geez, these are both true stories, so I have to come up with a lie. So I'll do, I'll save one for another time. But the first story. The first story. The true one. The true one is um, is about meeting Kurt, Kurt Cobain. Kurt, Kurt who? Kurt, Kurt Cobain from Nirvana. Oh, I thought you said Kurt Colburn, like the maker of those fancy dress shoes. No, no. I, you know, if it was the lie story, that would have been good to say, because then I could have gone back and said, oh, you know, this guy was my, my, uh, my milkman. <clears throat> But uh, I, a lot of people don't know this, but I was a little bit in trouble a lot when I was a kid. And so I got shipped up to Washington to live with my Aunt Sally. And I was about uh, 11 years old, and there's this group of guys. They're like 16. They're older than me. And uh, I thought they were super cool. And... Um, I used to try to hang out with them all the time, but you know, guys that age they don't want to hang out with like 11 year old kid who thinks he's cool because he smokes pot and had to get shipped off to Washington to live with his aunt because he's a troublemaker. So uh, one day to teach me a lesson, they uh, we were all skateboarding and fucking around and uh, they started teasing me and I was really short as a kid. So they teased me and I got pantsed and they threw my pants over the, uh, the telephone wire so they were hanging there it's not like shoes which is bad enough but this was my actual pants and I didn't have underwears on so I had to run home naked and my aunt Sally says what's me and I'm like Kurt Cobain pinched me and my pants are in the dry and I was crying and it was, it was super sad and uh, and so my aunt Sally went down and yelled at uh, Dave and, and Kurt and called them fucking little fucking punks and she was going to tell their moms and so they took off and that was the end of my story I didn't get to hang out with them too much after that and Aunt Sally sent me home like a couple weeks later she said I wasn't adapting well to her regimen so that's that's that story and uh, the other story is and this is kind of uh, topical is that one of the Kingston trio just recently died and uh, when I lived in Coronado in San Diego I was looking to buy a sailboat and uh, this kid I knew who the Kingston Trio guy might have been gay not that there's anything wrong with that but I think this was like his like young um, dead puppy guy or whatever so I go over there and it's a weird house in Cornell first of all they got like a whole room that's filled with finch cages and there's got to be like a thousand finches in these fucking cages and finch shit and like nobody's taking care of these birds forever except to give them like food and mullet seed and water and so there's this nice boat it's a handmade boat with a centerboard it's about 16 feet long it's a it's a sloop and it's a really it's a stupid boat to buy in retrospect but at the time I'm like oh this is a great fixer upper it's all teak wood I'll make it look great and uh 
So I'm like, hey, I'll give you 500 bucks for it. And he's like, well, I gotta, I gotta ask the the guy whose boat, because um, he's watching the house and it's the lady's boat, and he'll know whether we can sell it or not. So the guy comes in, and I don't remember his name, but he made a big deal of saying he was in a Kingston trio. So I pretend to be super fucking impressed by that and said my mom would really like his autograph. And so he he wrote down a little autograph, and he says, hey, you want to do some bumps? And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. So he whips out like a little fucking 70s uh, jar on a chain, plops it down there and makes his three little fucking lines and snorted a line when the guy's like 70 fucking years old because this is like 20 years ago he was probably only 50 or so he's probably my age now but because he just died but uh so i did the bumps i'm so saying what about the boat and he's like well i don't really have any paper i just said i don't care about papers i'll take care of that and he goes yeah well give me 500 bucks and i'm like all right well give me a quarter gram of your coke and i'll give you the 500 bucks and i'll take the boat and he's like okay so I made up a couple good rails and we did, which was pretty much the whole quarter. We banged that out. I said, hey, I'll be back. Popped on my bike, went home, got my caravan because I had the grand caravan at the time with the trailer hitch, pretty sweet. Uh, hooked up the boat trailer, drug it to the other side of the island and dropped it off the golf course. And that's how I did coke with one of the Kingsman trio, the guy who just died actually, and uh, bought a sailboat that turned out to be fucking stolen but in the end, the lady that was reporting it stolen, she said, well, fuck it, you could just have it because I don't want you to put it back in my driveway. So that, those are my two stories. All right, the first story. Who's going to guess? We, we don't even I'm have gonna, a guesser. I'm going to guess. You're the only guesser? I'm the only guesser. We can, we can look at the chat. I'll go check the chat. But uh, what do you I'll think, chat? Which, which story do you think He's lying about, you know. So the first story, uh, my question for that one is, how did they get your pants over a telephone wire? I can see it shoes. Took like, it took like it took like three times. It was super embarrassing, and they're holding me there, fucking buck ass naked, while they're trying to get the fucking pants over the fucking line. It was it sucked. Who threw the pants over the line? fucking Dave. Dave Grohl? Dave was the biggest dick, yeah. Dave was the biggest dick about it. Kurt is like holding me and just laughing. And, uh, uh, but, 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 the fucking asshole Dave, man. He, he was the biggest dick back then. And then, and he's uh, such a nice guy now, which is the hard thing to believe. I guess that's how it is with kids sometimes, so. Things well, you think are funny. If that's the true one, then we're gonna, we'll call him out. But you, uh, you were conveniently in Seattle when Kurt Cobain and Dave were in Seattle as punk-ass kids. Yeah, they weren't Nirvana. I mean, they're in a band. That's why I like hung out with them and skated and shit. But they weren't like anything yet. And the other one, you were just three guys in fucking shirts, fucking you know, flannel shirts up the street. I wanted to hang and out. And the other one, I was fucking nukes. So it's hard for me. Yeah. It's hard for me to picture you doing I did drugs. drugs with those guys. I mean, we smoked pot. Pot's not drugs. What's it's, that? It's, it's like mayonnaise. Like, it's like the mayonnaise the of cigarettes. Like for people that like cigarettes but wish they did a little more, 
They just smoke pot. It's just the mayonnaise of cigarettes. It's not good for you. It's just mayonnaise. What are you going to go with? What do you think? What do you think? The other story talks about you buying a boat, and I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't see why you would ever... When did you sell your boat? When did I sell... <laughs> I never sailed the boat. It just sat there. No, when did you the sell it? the golf cart. When did when you did, sell I never, it? It got, it got, it got impounded. You, your boat got impounded? Yeah. One time I was on the bus and I saw it in the impound lot on the trolley. I'm sorry, the San, the San Diego you trolley. You didn't renew your registration? He's never registered. It was just sitting. There used to be like a, I don't know if you can still do this, but there's a couple spots that you could open harbor where, okay, you're just, you're just moored here. And, and like every couple of months they'd come by and they'd cite you or something if you didn't have your nautical license thinger. Um, but they never tow the fucking boats. And then one day they, the city got hardcore and everybody's fucking boat was gone. And, um, and that was just it, you know? That was the end of it. Hmm. And you gotta remember, I didn't even have a, I didn't have a number on or anything. It's just like, oh, have you seen my yellow boat? <laughs> Did you take my yellow boat? You know, I didn't have any papers or anything on it. So was, I guess the end of that story is like, I guess the worst part is, I turns out I spent like 500 bucks for a quarter gram of fucking, uh, fucking cocaine. And it was fucking piss poor. It was okay. It was good enough for a seventy-year-old aging. Hey, musician. like I say, guy could be fifty or sixty. You label him as a musician, artist. Well, he's a Kingsman trio artist. I thought all the, all the people, the the, I I wanted to be friends with the guys in Seattle more than I wanted to be friends with that Kingsman trio guy. But again. Like I said, they're all 15, 16 years old. I think I was 11 or 12, and um, it was super exciting to me because um, they were, you know, you know how it is when you're young like that. You're living outside of Raleigh, you're smoking pot, you're sent out of state because you're a troublemaker, and uh, and you want to hang out with kids and make them think you're cool because you're from California. But you're 11 or 12 years old, and they're California, you know, they're teenagers, and they're like, they're like, go fuck yourself. It's, I think it's a normal thing. I don't hold. When somebody from California now. goes to Seattle, you don't think it, it, it usually gets well recepted. Oh man. Well, I don't know, Pease. Both of them seem. One of them seems tragic. So, you know, and then one of them seems just kind of ridiculous. And I don't know which one makes me feel which way. So it's kind of a hard call. Okay. But that you would. Uh, it's for for you to be able to. I think there's a little too many two conveniences, too many conveniences in the first story. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the second story as your true story. That's my vote. Here I'll lock it in. I locked it in. Wow. Well, sadly, 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 you are correct, sir. Oh, I was not able to fool goodness. you. However, uh, God, stop I that. was I was pantsed by some older friends in my hometown in California, and all the shit that I said that happened in that story actually did happen, but it wasn't by the gang from Nirvana. 
I had in a, Seattle. That makes me feel better. You got you got ruffled up by a barbershop quartet. <laughs> Do you think of their style in shirts? They're snazzy dressers. All right, well that was a good round. So what? Uh, we had, we had a couple other things on on the slant. Oh my god, my my microphone stand. I have to hot glue this sucker down. Limp, limp on ya. I should use triology soaps. Oh, there we go. That's better. Yeah, I don't have my condenser mic anymore. I don't know. I think I, I think I exploded it, so I have to use this little dynamic mic. If I can do that, I can tap on it. Always. Was that Argus 6, the vision of loveliness that just walked by you? Yes. You're almost alone tonight in the studio. I know, it's kind of cozy. It's just you and me tonight, Pease. Yeah. We haven't had a we haven't had a time for the show like this in quite a while. Not here. She's not in the house. No, cat's not in the house. Who's not in the house? Who's in the house? JC. So, so I have uh, I've been adopting this or this cat rather kind of adopted me in Las Vegas. They have a lot of feral cats, and so what they do is they catch them, and they give them rabies shot, and they spade and or neuter them, and then they put them back in the same neighborhoods they got them from. And um, I guess it keeps the the unneutered cats from coming in that neighborhood if there's a cat already there and it's its territory. So I've been feeding this cat, and the last couple of days he's been coming in the house and checking out the dogs and being my friend. So she wanted to know was the cat in the house, and I was like, "Nah, he bailed at about five. It's like I'm done with two fuckers." That'll show him. Well, yeah. peas, I'll give you. I'll, I like animals. I'll throw at you uh, a song break, and when we can come back. We can do uh, one of two things. We can either uh, go over my movie review, or we can uh, go through headlines and try to make jokes. Oh, we should do your movie review. All right. We'll do that when we come back. And that, you know, might even stretch into a little overtime, because it's goddamn, it's wor wordy. So when we come back, it's block flustered with Dr. Fox. You're listening to Time for the Show. Say hi, peace. Hello, peace. We're back. Time for the show. That was 20th Century Man by the Kinks. All right. So, uh, I have to go through. You really want me to go through this thing on like the radio? Sounds like sounds like. Yeah, a let's see how it plays, man. See how it goes through. Cause I mean, God Almighty. I don't shut up about it, but I have, uh, I had a duty to, to watch movies, and, uh, I, I've been watching movies I didn't, I didn't want to watch, and then recently when, when the pandemic came through, I've been able to take the time to watch movies that I've, I've actually wanted to watch and just never got the chance because uh, if I want, I want to watch them. I want to absorb it. I want to see it. You know, I want to sit down, have my snacks, and you know, take in the movie. I didn't just want to put it on and and catch bits and pieces of it. 
But before I was doing that, I did pick up uh, a copy of Sonic the Hedgehog the movie. Have you seen this one, Pease? I have not, but I've heard our good Class friend Dr. Shoggoth is a huge fan of Sonic the Hedgehog and this movie. And the movie. That's why and I the think the Twitter, the Twitter got like some Sega points for going through that. Uh, but it says, it says, if I may digress to what I wrote, uh, that uh, before I sat down to write this, I made something to eat. Rather, I heated something up in the microwave. The meal was manufactured by a large company, ConAgra, to be precise. The people at ConAgra made investments into demographics, nutritional values, flavor profiles, and more, before they used machines to dump pre-portioned foodstuffs into plastic bowls and seal it shut. I didn't buy this product. My wife did for me. She's familiar with what I like and made an informed decision based on the efforts of the people at ConAgra to convey that they have not just what I need, but what I want. Last year, when images leaked of the upcoming live-action computer-generated buddy film based on a mega-franchise video game character, Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, the internet was exposed to the raw efforts of marketing teams, artists and designers, producers and executives desperately trying to adapt yet another aged pop culture icon into a modern mass marketable motion picture. Needless to say, they weren't pleased. The internet. The recipients. And this was just based off the teaser poster that featured a pair of blue-furred teenage boy legs hanging off the Golden Gate Bridge. Real-world crossover, tweeters groaned. Hyper-realistic, bloggers droned. Got go fast, tweens memed. There seemed to be absolutely no desire from the community for yet another big-screen mashup of nerdy shit from the 90s. Everything is getting a movie. A continuation of Marvel fever and Disney's attempts to commercialize every property within its ever-growing stockpile of B to F-list holdovers acquired in its never-ending IP pursuit. Eventually, the public was offered the first official preview of the blue cartoon hedgehog that they had been secretly jerking off to for the past three decades, Big Hollywood Makeover. If you recall, that didn't go well at all. Sonic's transformation from tiny Japanese cartoon animal into an uncanny nightmare valley combination of what looked like deep fakes of Monsters, Inc. and footage of Thumb Wars left studios battered and humiliated. In an unprecedented move, the studio recalled the film and put thousands of digital artists to work on redesigning and reanimating all the scenes with this character. The film was delayed from its original release date on November 8th, of 2019 to February 14th, 2020, and it cost an additional $5 million. As the response to Sonic's overhaul to a real-world setting was originally thought to be disregarded by theater-goers, theater according to the Viacom owned studio Paramount's executives. According to 2018 IGN article, Sega had also expressed dismay about Sonic's eyes as the film was in production. So here were several multi-billion dollar companies attempting to repackage a tired old product that nobody needed yet would want to pay money to see. 
However, when the internet collectively vomited on the product, something suggested by animators at the studio would happen. The big win, the bigwigs ended up calling in professionals that were familiar and had worked previously on the brand to develop it and join in on the project. Of course, they had to do this because there was no way that they could allow a property this big to fail as hard as it was being expected to. Obviously, deals and arrangements had already been made for potential sequels and merchandise. If this movie flopped, who would be interested in the next two mi the next two movies? Minimal. We are Who's going to eat come. the Happy Meal toys? Who's going to eat it? I don't want that. That's dumb. The studios All I got for my Happy Meal is stupid Robotron. So here's where this got interesting because it the studios wanted people to want to see this movie now the studio needed people to want to see this movie but another interesting argument came around that even if we did not want to see this movie we needed to and the idea was to send a message to Hollywood and IP holders alike in regards to our discerning tastes and the often revolting reactions we have to get another remixing of dated references. Video game fans have long awaited movie adaptations to properties as the media just seems right. You, bo you both things you watch on screens. Where video games are immersive and designed for you to interact with, with for long periods of time, Movies have to fit all that in shorter time frames and often with big, bigger budgets that must pay out. For this reason, movies are dictated through marketing teams, focus groups, consumer analysis to appeal to as many people as possible, and that often means dropping or altering concepts of the host property drastically, like 1991's Super Mario Bros. The Movie. Finally, it seemed that the suits were listening and have started to realize that by just adapting something popular into a movie didn't mean anybody would be interested. Worse, they were going to crucify it and repeatedly label the studios as hacks and out-of-touch moguls. Studios have long thought of themselves like food manufacturers, that they were producing something that we needed. Before cable television, this may have been well been a service they had fulfilled. Entertainment helps distract us and helps us relieve our tension and our frustration. We enjoy escapism. But when everyone has a magic mirror full of hardcore pornography and Tetris clones in their pocket, no one necessarily needs to go to a theater to watch a movie. That's why so much of the current cinematic atmosphere is chock full of franchises that appeal to children and teenagers as that's more ticket sales considering that any kid would be excited to see a movie based on a character they admire and of course mommy's ticket isn't free either but we don't have to let little Susie cry until we go see the Care Bear movies a third time because now we live in a world where she can oversaturate on any given property as much as she wants at home apps streaming videos toys home games so would people even have given Sonic a chance? For once, the audience's opinions had begun to be heard, similar to opinions I heard when the first Iron Man movie came out. If you're going to adapt it, make it good, because it's all been done before and we didn't like it. The audience was sending ultimatum, uh, ultimatums and it seemed to work. 
The film would go on to make $306 million in the box office against a $95 million budget. That includes the five additional million. And it was 2020's second highest grossing movie so far. And beating Detective Pikachu for highest opening film based on a video game. Uh, right now it's beat out by the new Bad Boys movie. And seeing how where 2020 Pikachu is going. Pikachu's a video game? Pikachu's a video game. Okay. So the question remains, do we need to see Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie? A review of this film seems to be rather worthless. Anyone even remotely familiar with the franchise or just the titular character should expect how the movie should go. The film opens a vignette of Babby Sonic living on another planet full of murderous talking animals. A talking owl reminds Sonic that with great power comes great responsibility. Before Sonic is hurled through a giant Wait. glowing cock ring to planet Earth. Here, Sonic lives in secret. Is Sonic Spider-Man? He is Spider-Man. He is okay. a Spider-Man. He lives in secret before he is inevitably discovered by character White Man, who causes Sonic to drop his big brown sack into a glory hole made by that a fallen magic cock ring. That the, can't be true. The portal opens to where cock rings always point, San Francisco. The government shows up investing a bizarre EMP in the area caused by Sonic. Smartest man in the world, Dr. Theodore Roosevelt Robotnik, is called in to study the disturbance. White man takes Sonic to Black Wife, who is a veterinarian, where she cannot believe what is happening and is told off by her sister, Sassy Black Lady. White man takes Sonic to San Fran, where Robotnik reveals his army of robots and then they fight. In the end, we learn friendship is magic, and White Man and Sonic send Robotnik through a glory hole to the Mushroom Kingdom, where he goes insane. Tails shows up at the, after the credits to remind you that you are a weakling. That's really it. A few special effects sequences, which, fe which feature a very well choreographed and wonderfully executed slow motion biker bar fight, and some throwaway jokes fill this 99 minute slab of commercials. It's about as good as a movie about Sonic the Hedgehog could be, at least taking place on Earth. There's no reason anyone, even hardcore fans, should have felt the necessity to see this movie. But did we really need to see it regardless? In my opinion, no. Well, now I'm so captivated, I want to see it. Good! Good. Is that the intention of your review? Well, I... If you haven't seen the movie and I've given you a description, I've I've been and I'm proud of this. I've been told your your description of the movie or your translation of the movie made the movie sound more interesting than it was. And, and I've had a couple people say and then I watched it and I was like, "Jesus Christ, he's right." And <laughs> so I I like I'd that. I'd like to know more about this white man character. Uh, he's a, he's a, also a cop. He's also a good cop. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. The rarest of unicorns. A I good do go cop. on to give it a score based on uh, script, actors and casting, soundtrack and composition, stuff like that. I'm, I'll you if you want the scores, you can go to timefortheshow.com and think, click the blog button, and you can read the article. Do you think that there's some young animator or? Production assistant 
that when he was cast or you know hired onto this project, called up home, stars in his eyes, mom, dad, I've made it. I'm making a motion major motion picture. You know how you said getting a degree in cinematography would be worthless, that you couldn't make money as an animator? Well, I'll never have to worry for work again. That's right. That's right. I'm working on the Sonic the Hedgehog project. Because I, I think that that happened many times. I'm sure. Many, well, there's a lot. There's a lot. I have a friend uh, who works for a visual effects studio out in Hollywood. And uh, he kind of explained to me how the process an goes. And um, it, the studio films the movie. They film all of this on green screens and, and the sets, and they've set that up. And so they've got a screenplay uh, with, you know, directions for, you know, visual cues and CGI. So they, they do this movie and then they go and map over it. And then what they do is they go to all of these studios and they put those scenes up for bid. And so they constantly are, you know, bidding for the scenes. And then they take those scenes and they get assets and they and they move through that kind of, uh, through the process. So it's a whole bunch of subcontractors. At the end of any animated movie, sit through the credits and wait till you get to uh, compositors and rigging and uh, model makers and 2D artists and 3D artists and texture mappers and people that with characters like where that they have now that have fur that's supposed to be uh, moving in in light and with wind and stuff like that and they've got it's a very cartoony character what you have to do in animation is you have to convey what's happening what's happening isn't really happening and so you have to use tricks to make people feel like something is happening to, to comprehend that and uh, it goes back to like very basic you know cartoons back in the late 20s and early 30s you know if, you know you have a, a matter of perspective and things like, if it's just flat and moves up and you might as well be watching a slideshow it it's so, an interesting thing that you mentioned that, though, because I just got done watching yesterday the live-action Lion King, okay? And, and and I asked my wife, if like 30 seconds into it, this is a cartoon. It's a CGI fucking cartoon. Why are they getting away calling it live-action Lion King? It, it's... It, it, to me... Why do we need a new animated version of Lion King? Because you're never gonna can you could call it live action all you want. That's some CGI shit. Even the Jungle Book was more live action than 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 Lion King. Cutaway and I don't get it. I don't animals. get. Yeah. It was it was I an mean, animated I, motion picture. It was an animated motion picture. It doesn't matter how realistic it looks. It was animated. Which was not. It did not look very realistic to me at all. But yeah, I couldn't. It's like live action. It's like, this is. What is a. What does it take to be alive these days? I knew that we're in a simulation. But when our simulations are then called live action, and it's a simulation within a simulation that's a simulation of live action, it's as far removed from live action as it could possibly be, I would think. 
the uh, you know there's there's ideas already at play and uh, there are you know there's like live action pre-recorded celebrities uh, if you're familiar like the Vocaloids over in Japan Hatsune Miku on your pizza box app Hatsune Miku or even like Hologram Tupac and elements like that you know people going to see things that amuse them and uh, people going to spend 75 bucks which is more money than you would have spent to see the guy when he was alive but now this is the only like official sanctioned licensed way that you can see it you know and but take that idea how how many celebrities do you think are being crafted right now in computers and you know they'll 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 create something that looks like an ideal actor and they could you could hire a team of voiceover professionals like that guy like that guy from Angel that he's he's doing Navy SEALs now. You would be well no there David would, Borowitz, there would, he was in Bones. David Borowitz. But there's no yeah, okay, so you make a CGI David yep. Borowitz. And oh, he it, is it, CGI dude. He's not a real he, person. Exactly. You don't know that? Not a real person at all. And then you have doubles that go out so you, they get the paparazzi pictures and stuff like that. And uh you know, we'll go to see these movies with these these people that look real but they're really just animations and they're they're designed to age gracefully and uh, they always emote correctly and you would be able well, think to think about it you'd be able to shoot the same movie and rig similar looking characters so you could send like an Asian market out and a, and a black market out I so watched always Luffy the Vampire Slayer with like 30 years ago right and then i was a big hardcore angel fan like 25 years ago and then i liked bones i don't like the navy seal show he looks exactly the same he's either a vampire or he's a cgi created character johnny Depp. i've aged android. you've aged gracefully well i appear as that i have aged on top of my metal bones well, I can take my teeth out. Yeah, you're all, you're like half Terminator. Yeah. Come with me if you want to chew. So you want to see the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, <laughs> Peas? You need me to send you a copy of the screener? I, I wish it was more. I wish it was more focused on the white man. Well, I mean, he's there. That's the story. That's the story. They should have... See, if you wanted to make a good twist to the Sonic movie, Sonic should have been a supporting character to the trials and tribulations of the white man and his battle with uh, Robotron. How would that have improved? Because there's, a, there's, a, there's an idea with cartoon characters. It would have been more marketable. Well, it here's the thing about... It would have been more marketable to malicious. When you... Uh, and this is per Scott McCloud. And uh, oh, I forget the uh, I of the clan McLeod of the uh, yes, Scott. There can only be one. Scottrick McLeod, uh, uh, in one of his one of his books. But that when we see figures, cartoon figures, we can identify with them. We we see very basic things: eyes, nose, 
round head yep. ears and we can it's very easy for people to put themselves into that position and so with animated characters when you follow you know certain structuring and uh, anatomy and things like that it's it's really easy to make it you know you can kind of see yourself as that character more than you can the other character uh well you bring up a great point because i think what you're talking about is cartoons as we traditionally see them are obviously cartoons so our minds and imagination uh, put a reality onto them knowing that they are not real just from our visual cues whereas they real they're in another dimension like, once you create yeah, them and all like, that they are real the closer you take animation to reality the weirder and more disconnected the mind gets to believe the premise of it and classic examples of that are Polar Express, which is a creepy movie, one of the first CGI movies, and it's super creepy because the whole time you watch it, you're like, "This is this is like demon cartoons. This is not." It wasn't you're more one of the first. At, it was it, what was big was that there was a celebrity it was supposed behind to be the, a the CG. It was the big one. Um, there was, uh, you know, because Toy Toy Story came out in like 1996. And then, but Toy Story still maintains its cartoonish quality. Well, then you had it covers the edge. Around 2000, there was uh, the Final Fantasy movie, The Spirits Within, and that was that's yeah. It was uh, I ended, I got to see it in an IMAX. It was uh, a terrible fucking movie, but it what came down was the technology that was driving behind it and a lot of people were talking about like this is the uncanny valley and things like that and uh that was that was kind of a, a wake-up call like you know if you're gonna if you're gonna do it do it well and you have to make something that people are going to like and now there's there's a lot of cgi movies that are out that are in, in my opinion they're just as good as having a, a real person in it like if they had just done a Sonic the Hedgehog movie where it was he was in his own world and then the whole thing in a cartoon style, I think it would have been more enjoyable. It would have been more relatable. More than like I would agree. I would agree too. And uh, that's what they're gonna do with Super Mario. They're going to do a Super. Let me ask you some. The 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 minion guys are doing the Mario movie. Here here's something that bothers me a lot. Let's take the whole terrible script and bad story out of the modern Planet of the Apes reboot. I find it not as entertaining as a movie because of all the CGI. Whereas in the 60s when they made the first five Planet of the Ape movies, you had to sit down and get those prosthetics. I enjoy that. I and mean, that's a dated movie. If you go to watch it now, you'd be like, oh, what's Peace talking about? But I enjoy the artistry of the uh, and the craftsmanship and and I am my disbelief is dispelled when I watch that movie and I think of them as more realistically as apes even though the CGI versions of these movies portray the apes more realistically but my I just maybe it is the the storyline whatever but I I find that the story uh, is is better served sometimes with prosthetics and actual makeup than trying to do CGI shit. 
there's there's a depth to it that I always felt that was there when when where there's somebody in costume there's there, there, the way that they interact is it's more natural even through bad costumes and uh, yeah all of these movies there seems are, to be only one guy in the industry now who can pull off being the the framework for CGI and 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 working it well and that's that Andy Lacaris guy or whatever he did Gollum. The um well I haven't seen it yet but there's uh the the new Disney Netflix or whatever it is Disney Disney Plus show The Mandalorian and mm, uh great show. The uh well how they've been producing that is uh with a video game engine. You know, all of those are digital backgrounds and stuff like that that they're able to see in real time with the cameras and green screen. And they can move that stuff around. And it looks... They they have a person in a costume interacting with, you know, some puppets and things like that. But for, for the most part, it's, it's pretty much all CGI from what I can take. I haven't seen all of it. But it seems to be a good blend of it because that's where when you do something in a fantastical way everything about Song the Hedgehog being in our world in the real world is he doesn't look like he fits but when you create a yeah. Star Wars kind of world where everything is kind of radically different it's easier it's for it to fit it's, together there's three moons there's three suns you know there's yeah I get that here's the thing about Sonic Sonic was never meant to be in our world I don't remember Sonic's game world being anything similar to Earth, so I don't know why they try to they just they fuck up so many different things by making them CGI or trying to make a story. You could have made a really good Sonic movie if Sonic was like a space hero and going to different planets saving people and Earth never fit into the whole thing. You know, if he's going to be an alien to begin with, why has it got to be Earth-centric? Why has it got to come to Earth? What about that game had anything to do with Earth? If you were going to go to any other planet, why wouldn't you go to Earth? You know, I think that would be the idea. I I, I tell you what, some of the, the most exciting things in the Marvel Universe that I like... It's when they're not on Earth, like when they're uh, the Hulk and Thor are fighting on uh, what's his face's planet, which uh, you know Rick and Morty steal. Like show us what you got, but it's the same. It's the same prince premise. But uh, it's a uh, in all the comic books when there's the Fantastic Four sight fighting somewhere in the intro in the interverse. You know you, you're more yeah, fuck. I live on Earth. I don't want to hear any more shit about Earth. Fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they show they show the world that he's from, which if it sticks to the game, I guess would be Mobius. But they show that world, and it's got like the loops in the ground, and everything's all squared off and stuff like that. it. Looks like a realistic interpretation of the video game, and I was like, why don't you, you just, just do the, the rest there. of the movie there? And you don't need to bring people yeah, right, into exactly. it. They could have just done that. I mean, there was a uh, there was. There were two animated series. Was there series a kid and a dog that were his friend? Uh, well, in in the games, he, he has Tails the Fox, and then there's like a couple of B-listers that come after that. And so there's a cast of characters that rotates from the games from going back like 1990. And they make a they make a Saturday morning cartoon show. Uh, well, actually, they make like a the, the they make like a weekday morning. Thing, is it was called the, the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. 
and it is the wacky cartoon. It's got Long John Baldry as Dr. Robotnik, and he's hilarious, and they have, you know, they have a couple of characters from the game in the show, but a lot of it is treated kind of cartoony. They just make stuff up. They have a very loose idea of what to associate with. And really, the only show that had come before that that ha- that was doing that was uh, the same studio doing the Super Mario Brothers properties. Uh, Mario and Luigi didn't look uh, like the sh- short, fat guy and the tall guy until the cartoon came around. Because the only way to tell them apart other than by the colors of their, their clothes. And somebody was like, well, they're different people. Make them look different. And from there... You know, it was Sonic Fever. So you had the wacky cartoon show. But then they moved towards... They, they ended up getting a comic book through the Archie line. And that is what set the basis for the Saturday morning Sonic the Hedgehog. Which was a serialized show with an established canon of Sonic and a team of freedom fighters fighting against Dr. Robotnik. And there was enough there that they did a, a couple of seasons of it. I think they did almost 100 episodes of that show. And it was it was good. I remember watching it as a kid, watching it again when I was a teenager. And I've, I've watched a couple of episodes uh, in the past couple of years. But I, I like the wacky, cartoony one more. I like the stupid one. But I you know when I was a kid, I read the comics and stuff like that. There, they, there was so much already available that they could have literally just could have lifted from the books and and made into a a movie and they had to do it's like this stupid formula because they do this with everything it's like well what happens if they come to the real world whoa in super we're gonna use the diamond method of writing super mario brothers did the opposite did you ever see that movie with Bob Hoskins and Johnny Legs? No. Um, they get sucked into the Mushroom Kingdom through uh, a portal in the ground, and Bob Hoskins falls through hell for ten minutes. And um, they, but, uh, but, the but it ends up being this weird like cyberpunk Kingdom. movie because it's a it's a world run by dinosaurs. And uh, who is King Koopa? Ah. Dennis. Dennis Hopper is King Koopa. Nice. I have to watch that. You have to see this movie. It's insane. It's insane. And up to that point, what do you make a Super Mario movie about? Like, I think the Super Nintendo version with with Yoshi the Dinosaur was coming out or had just come out. But for up to that, all anybody knew about it was you just run and jumped on blocks. And the show is insane. Uh, uh, the movie is insane, but I highly would recommend you put that. The classic cyberpunk thriller, Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, the movie by William Gibson. Well, I'm going to put that on my watch list, let me tell you. Well, dear folks, I think that's pretty close to the end of our show. Yeah, I... I feel like we squeezed a whole bunch of show out of it, but uh, I appreciate so you going through. We'll have to find out. more movies and things to talk about on the next week. 
So uh, you want to yeah. tell them where they can subscribe to the show, Peas? Well, I, I, I kind of don't remember. I think you can go to hypercubego.com, and there's some links there to become a Patreon member, to join the Disco Chat app, and to uh, get all the secret stickers, bells, and whistles that are provided to all of our listening audience throughout the entire North American and European continent, and that shithole Oceania, uh, Australia. I think we've got six listeners there. I'm trying to piss the rest of you guys off, but um, it's so hard to get something through an Australian's head that they just keep listening. But nonetheless, it's been a, a great show, and we're going on our 600th episode sometime in the very near future. Um, doesn't have to be tomorrow. Doesn't have to be the day after tomorrow. It could be next year. It could be the following year. You just don't know. But all you do know is that if it's Monday night, and it's 10 p.m. Eastern Standard that you will have the opportunity and the listening pleasure of the lyrotic, lyrical voices of your host, Dr. Argus Q. Fox, and your good friend, Pease, are here for you, folks. We're here for you every Monday. You want to apologize real quick? It was a different show. This is the first show that I could actually see Argus Q. Fox as we did the show. And actually, I think it added an element to the show that it really uh, helped. was unique. I it really helped. I, I think I think it might help uh, in the future. We'll see. We'll see. But I apologize that you couldn't see Dr. Fox and I. Uh, but maybe we'll work that into the future. Yeah. I'm sorry that I did a lot of visual bits to amuse Dr. Fox that you couldn't see, but I tried to paint a picture word, you know, word picture while I did it. So I am apologizing right off the bat for still smoking when Dr. Fox is a vape king like I've not seen. If there was a contest for vaping on the radio, we would be number one with a bullet, my friends. I'm sorry that my lie was perceived and sawn through so immediately. I thought that story about the voice from Nirvana pantsing me and throwing me up uh, my pants across the telephone wire would be believable. But it turns out you guys more likely think that Pease is doing coke with an old fag from the Kingston Trio. So I guess there's something to be said for that. And I'm sorry for it. That's our show, kids. We'll see you next week on time for the show. Make sure you go to hypercubego.com and sign up for all the cool trinkets, things, and stuffs that are available only to the Patreon supporters of the show. <gasps> next week, kids. All right. Visit timefortheshow.com. Follow us on Facebook at Time for the Show. That's your homework this week, kids, is to go use that Facebook account that I know that you have and like the posts on the FreethinkRadio.com fan page. Follow Freethink Radio on Twitter. Follow Time for the Tweet on Twitter. For this and more, again, timefortheshow.com. I'm Dr. Fox, broadcasting live on Freethink Radio. Thanks, Dr. Ellis and Martha Artha. And uh, listen to their show Wednesday night, The Short Bus. Well, 
You asked for it, so we'll see you next week, you greasy, juicy boys. We'll go. We'll go play Minecraft now, and and and, and yeah, we're gonna go do that. That's what you get.